hey, hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Back At You with Brandon. I'm your host, Brandon Lord. This week has been crazy for me. I've had a COVID scare. I have a wedding I gotta go to this weekend. My test came back negative, so we're good. It's actually one of my best friend's wedding, and I'm in, like, the wedding party and it's a beach wedding. I have a pink suit. It looks great. I don't know how I was able to find one. They're very hard to find, actually, but I lucked out and found one on menswarehouse.com, so that was nice. But anyways, enough about me. Let's get into some reality TV news, because there's been a lot going on in the reality TV atmosphere lately. And the biggest thing being that actually just happened today was Jenny from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City was fired from the show. Bravo released a statement today. Now, before I read their statement, let me kind of address what went down with Jenny recently. So last week, I think it was maybe Wednesday last week. I don't know. Sometime last week, old, I say old loosely because they weren't that old, Um, older Facebook posts from Jenny's Facebook account were found and released, and they were very, um, racist and problematic, to say the least. Um, a bunch of memes and stuff commenting on, like, the police, anti-Black Lives Matter, um, George Floyd... Um, a bunch of other shit, though, that was just very, like, racist and... It's just racist and, like, inhumane and unkind and just awful. Like, truly awful. And so, those were released. The internet was... Like, the internet blew the fuck up. Like, Twitter was like, what the fuck is this? Are you kidding me? And, like, commenting on all her shit and just bringing up the old posts. And then everyone was pretty much also, like, getting at Bravo and commenting to them being like, hey, like, did you guys not do your due diligence when you were casting her? Because I referenced this earlier. They were older posts, but they weren't that old. They were from 2020. It just turned 2022. So, it's been a little less than two years. So, it's not like, oh, she could even try to use the excuse, like, I've changed and I've grown and I learned from my mistakes. Like, no. You very much feel these ways. So, she gave, like, this bullshit apology, like, the day this was all coming out and basically was lying and was like, I'm, I, like, I'm so sorry about the recent posts that have resurfaced from my old Facebook that I deleted long ago because I don't believe those things. And I'm so sorry if I offended anyone. And it's just like, yeah, like, what the fuck? First of all, you did not delete them because that day they were found and people were able to access your page and, like, find the post. So... You didn't delete it or deactivate. You might have deleted it that day because then your page was unavailable that day. But earlier in the day, it wasn't. So that's one lie. And two, how much growing have you done in two less than two years? Really? Like, how, how much has your opinion changed? I, I, I don't really want to know because I know you're lying. Bravo just released a statement today, almost a week later, and in this statement they said, I have to pull it up real quick, one moment, 
They said, <clears throat> Bravo has ceased filming with Jenny Nugent and she will no longer be a cast member of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We recognize we failed to take appropriate action once her offensive social media posts were brought to our attention. Moving forward, we will work to improve our processes to ensure we make better informed and more thoughtful casting decisions. Um, you know, look, it's good that they fired her. I think they they had started filming season three, actually, like right before these posts were brought to light. So... I think she's going to be maybe in a little bit of the beginning. I think they actually filmed a scene um, confronting her, like all the housewives confronting her about these posts. So good riddance, Jenny. And honestly, like, it's so disappointing too. Not only just because like the posts were racist and disgusting, but you know, her big thing this season was like, calling out Mary for, like, offensive and ignorant things Mary has said to her regarding, like, you know, the eyes comment and just, like, other things. Mary has, like, mocked her, too. And, like, Jenny was, like, good to see Jenny, like, stand up for herself in those situations and really call it out and bring attention to it. So to find out that she herself is, like, racist... And has made worse, far worse comments than Mary has said. So it's just like the irony. I don't know. It was just so disappointing. And then she actually just tonight made like a story on Instagram where she said, I will finally be speaking my truth tomorrow now that I am allowed to. I will be taking questions after. Thank you to who all supports me. Um, who's supporting her? I'd like to know that. Um, but also, like, wh- what are you going to say? Because you already admitted the posts were yours, but you lied and said you deleted them. But it wouldn't even really matter because they, you, these posts aren't old and they're still problematic. So what's your truth? What is going to be your truth? Um, well, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see what she says about that. Um, with that being said, enough with her. Let's get into an episode recap of the latest episode of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So the episode starts off with, like, sheer madness. Meredith and Jen are still arguing and yelling at one another. Who's calling who a fraud? Love you, baby. Bye. But then, (laughs) fucking Jen. Now, I'm gonna say this now. I know people try to say Jen is scary. Jen is not scary. I'm, like, looking at the camera. I'm filming myself right now because I'm going to be posting clips to, like, TikTok and, like, Instagram. So it's, like, awkward. I usually don't film myself doing the podcast. I like to be comfortable, but trying to get the podcast out there. Um, Anyways, so what's funny? You know, people say Jen is scary, but Jen isn't scary. Jen is just annoying. And her voice is very annoying when she yells. And she's not, I don't think she's scary. Meredith is scary. I'll get into that later, but just now, she's scary. So Jen's just yelling, like, I've never done anything to our family, like, what is she talking about? And Meredith is just, like, at the door, like, cackling. She's just like, ah! <laughs> Meredith kind of won, like, like I said, Mary, Meredith with this argument, she kind of won me over a little bit. I don't know, I still don't like her that much, but she was funny. Um... 
the topic of whether or not Meredith and Mary called the feds on Jen comes up. And like I've said from the beginning, this is the dumbest fucking, like, point or, like, storyline. And we can just thank bad weather for that. Whitney, I think, is the one to bring it up. She's like, there was the question about whether or not you were the reason that Jen may have been indicted. And it's like, Meredith laughs. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? The feds have been looking after her or like investigating her for nine years. You think because I didn't come on a fucking sprinter van that all of a sudden that means I called the feds on Jen? Because the feds would just listen to me. It's the dumbest thing. Um, so she laughs. She walks away. She may have walked back. I don't even know. Meredith, like, walked away and then came back, like, 18 times. It was kind of funny. But also, like, what are you doing? Um, Whitney doesn't even bring up the whole, like, maybe Meredith and Jen slept with the same guy, like, in front of anyone. She just says that in her interview. I would assume it's going to come up on the reunion. But, um, that part was annoying. Jen flips everything and yells at Jenny because Jen's whole thing was about whether or not Meredith ordered a PI to or hired a PI to investigate Jen. But Meredith clarifies just like, again, I didn't just like hire one to investigate you. I hired one to investigate the threatening text messages my family had been receiving. And they said with 90% certainty that it was you. I never said it was you. Never said it. Okay, Meredith. But um, then Jen flips in. It's like, well, Jenny, why did you tell me she hired a PI? And Jenny's like, because she did, but she clarified. And like, I would feel bad for Jenny, but no, fuck you. Um, anyways, <laughs> the night, you know, ends with Meredith and Jen actually kind of resolve things in Meredith's bedroom. And it's kind of um odd. It's a bit, I mean, it was actually kind of nice seeing them make up. And, like, even Mary kind of hugs Jen, and Jen's just like, I'm going through a lot! And Meredith is like, yeah, I know you're going through pain, and I'm sorry, like, let's move forward. And it was kind of weird, but, like, right before that, she was on the phone with Brooks, and Meredith was just like, they think I called the feds on Jen. And Brooks says what I think, like, I feel like all the viewers are maybe thinking, but none of the wives seem to be thinking on the show, but he's just like... Who cares if you did? She's allegedly defrauding the elderly. And it's like, thank you. People are like skirting past that and like getting more mad about whether or not someone's a good friend of this person. And it's just like, are we forgetting that Jen is a scam artist? Allegedly. But anyways. So with that being said, the next day, Meredith wakes up and chooses to be scary. (laughs) she wakes up she's in like this hot pink silk pajama set sunglasses and she's just like my family's off fucking limits don't bring up my sister or my dad don't you dare fucking bring it and it's just like the most terrifying thing i think i've ever seen this season thus far i guess late in the night lisa did what lisa does and (laughs) snuck into her bedroom and told her about how um I guess people were maybe insinuating that um, the memorial for Meredith's dad was fake because it was supposed to be, I guess, the day that the feds found Jen or were looking for Jen and Meredith um, was already in Vail and wasn't on the van. And they actually do a flashback and they did question. It was mostly Jenny. Mm-hmm. 
who questioned whether or not it was real. And Whitney was like, is it? Uh, No one else really that I noticed, at least from the flashback, did. But I'm wondering why Lisa brought that up to Meredith to stir the pot, obviously. But anyways, Meredith's fucking freaking out. Jen, Whitney, and Heather are like hiding. They don't want to be involved. They're just overhearing Meredith yell at Lisa about, my family. I told you my family was off fucking limits. Ah. There is a point, though, because Meredith lets them know after she's kind of calmed down that she's this upset because Lisa told her about people questioning whether the memorial was real. And it cuts to Whitney in her confessional being like, of course, Lisa Barlow trying to get ahead of the story and twist it. And it's like, actually, look, she's being messy, but she's not lying. It was you and Jenny. And also, I feel like nobody's like clocking or understanding that Whitney and Heather are to blame for everything. Like, if you really think about it, like, the whole argument, as far as, like, whether or not Meredith called the feds on Jen or had anything to do with that, that came solely from Whitney and Heather. Like, that was them. And then Whitney was, again, kind of spearheading, or not spearheading, but she was also questioning about the memorial on the van. And it's just something that Whitney and Heather do. They like to throw out these grandiose, like, scenarios. And then when people get upset, Whitney will be like, it's just a question. We were wondering. And it's like, yeah, you were wondering if she called the fucking feds. Even Mary was like, you can't just say stuff like that. Like, that's a lot. And I'm like, yes, Mary, you're making sense right now. Like, it's just too much. But anyways, they get over everything and they go hiking. It was pretty, um, you know, they went hiking. It looked cool. You know, not much to it. It's just, it looked fun. I would want to go. Um, after hiking, they're getting ready for a dinner and they're going to have a club Zion at the place. I thought they were actually going to go to an actual club, but it was just like at their haunted mansion they're at. But, you know, Jen boasts about bringing glam to Zion. And, you know, I don't know if she should be doing that, given her situation. Also, given the fact that her look was kind of underwhelming for the night. But, you know, whatever. They have the dinner. Mary apologizes to Jenny for saying she doesn't matter. Which, because also earlier in the episode, um, Jenny... Heather was trying to play mediator, I guess, between Jenny and Mary. And, like, because Jenny was talking and Mary didn't want to hear it. And Mary was just like, she doesn't matter to me like I don't care what she has to say and Heather was like well that's not acceptable and Mary was like well you will accept it because I don't care <laughs> Mary knew that Jenny sucked um anyways you know but regardless later that night Mary does apologize she's the bigger person and apologizes to Jenny for saying she doesn't matter and Jenny reveals in her confessional that she has anger management problems and she once broke her husband's ribs hmm Um, so Jenny accepts Mary's apology. Um, anyways, they have their own club at the house. Lisa does a split. It looks like a lot of fun. They all get very drunk and party. Whitney, Jen, Meredith, and Lisa end up waking up in Lisa's room. And the episode ends very happy. But then, the preview for next week. Fuck Meredith, I'm over her. She's a whore. She's fucked half in New York. (laughs) That might be... My favorite moment, one of my favorite 
reality TV moments ever. Like, that was just, I was gasped. My mouth was open. I didn't, what? <laughs> She's a whore. She's fucked half of New York. <laughs> that was just too much. But I loved it. Um, and I think I'm right. Because earlier, um, in an earlier episode I did. What the fuck am I saying? In a past episode I did, recapping this show, I mentioned, because Andy teased that, like, at the reunion, there's, like, a moment where something's revealed on this trip, and it changes the dynamic between two housewives. And I'm like, it has to be Lisa and Meredith. And I'm pretty sure this is the moment. Meredith is probably very upset. And, um, I mean, it's not great. I will say, though, it seems like Meredith is very chummy with Jen after the reunion, which is interesting considering Jen has traumatized her family and has been awful for years. But whatever. Um, that was a lot. There's also Mary versus Lisa next week. And yeah, next week looks fucking crazy. Fuck Meredith, I'm over her. She's a horse. She fucked half in New York. Hot mic moment. Hot mic moment of the year. That was amazing. Um, anyways, with that being said, let's move on to Summer House. So this episode of Summer House was really good. I liked it a lot. It starts with, however, Amanda and Kyle still arguing. Kyle and Amanda just yelling at each other and Kyle being like, Shut up! You're about as fun as a fucking piece of wood! This, this is not a good start to their wedding season. Um, hmm. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like, this is... I'll, I'll get more into it in a second. Um, hmm. So, the group... The house kind of splits up. Sierra goes shop grocery shopping with Alex, Danielle, Maya, Lindsay, Carl, and Kyle go to a brewery? Something like that. I think a brewery. And then um, Paige, Amanda, and Andrea uh, stay behind at the house. At the brewery, Maya opens up about breaking off her engagement. And it was Chef Kwame from Top Chef. And she basically just says, you know, it's just they kept having the same fights. And she also was just tired of feeling like under his shadow because, you know, he had a lot of, like, fame and notoriety from being on Top Chef. And she was over being identified on his behalf. Like, being like, oh, that's Chef Kwame's fiancé. And all that. And you could tell the part, though, where she's like, they kept having the same fights. Hmm. Kyle and Amanda keep having the same fights. <laughs> but they get married. Um, hmm. So... Back home, Andrea's so whipped. He makes Paige and Amanda pasta. He's like, Paige, do you want pasta? And she's like, why, of course. And so he's making them pasta. And Amanda and Paige have a little heart-to-heart, a little powwow. And Amanda's opening up to Paige about being over Kyle's drinking. And she's just saying, like, she just doesn't know what to do. And, like, he just keeps doing this. And they just keep having the same problem for, like, years. And she starts to cry. And Paige asks her, she's just like, do you, like, are you over it? Like, do you want to, like, call it off? And she's like, no, but I'm, like, scared to, like, get married. Like, I don't know. But when she said no, I just realized, I'm like, Amanda, like, I started to get a little over Amanda. Because I'm just like, Amanda, 
like you said, you've had the same issue for years and it hasn't changed. Like nothing's changed. But do you even care really? Because you're not really putting your foot down and you're even saying that like, you're not even really, I guess, considering like not getting married. Like you still want to get married. So it's just like, what, like, I, like, I just don't know. Like, I feel like with Amanda, it's almost like, it doesn't, it just doesn't matter, like, what happens, or, like, how annoyed she gets with Kyle, or what her friends say to her, like, she just loves Kyle, and is gonna be with him, and, like, she's fine with just being complacent and complaining about his drinking, and how he acts when he's drunk, so it's just, like, it's a little, like, I don't know, like, it's just not, there's, nothing's gonna happen, so it's just, like, I don't want to be, like, Amanda, like, stop complaining, but it's, like, you need to recognize your role in this too because like you're willingly being with this person that you've had these issues with for years and also you know Amanda has her own things like she was like slamming his shit and breaking it like and he was wrong for staying out and not answering her text don't get me wrong but she had to like break his shit like I don't know they're just like I I can't exactly I don't know exactly how to say it but it's just I don't know um anyways but Paige has a real moment and just pulls her close and is just like look Calling off a wedding is a lot less scary than hating your life in 15 years. And that's real as fuck. But I don't think Amanda really heard that. Because I think Amanda's fine with feeling like hating her life in 15 years. It's almost like Katie and Schwartz from Vanderpump Rules. It's like they're so toxic, but they're so like invested and committed to one another. And I'll give Amanda this. They are very like invested and enmeshed in each other's lives like living together being a part of lover boy but it's just like at what point does your happiness take precedence over all that but i don't know um that new guy alex is a fucking food shamer and it's very annoying Uh, people start to get back to the house and i think they talk about how they're gonna make burgers that night sierra's like i'll make broccoli and alex is like you're gonna have broccoli and she's like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And she's like, well, judging based off of your breakfast. And Paige is like, what do we have for breakfast? And they're just like, oh, we had bacon. We we like bacon. And Paige is like, well, what the fuck do you have for breakfast? And he's just like, I had eight pounds of turkey. I had a, had a broccoli. I had eggs. I had this. And she's just like, what the fuck? And it's just like, he's just one of those like fitness people. I was just like, Jim, Jim. And then it's just like, oh, you're eating that bad shit for you. I'm going to eat my weight and fucking ground turkey and protein and all this shit. I'm, I'm going to eat a raw egg right now. Fucking Rocky Balboa. And I'm going to judge you all for not being on my regimen. And it's like, you're annoying. Anyways. Other than that, he seems nice. I don't know. Um, Paige is on the phone with Craig. And, you know, she's kind of juggling Craig and Andrea a little bit. I mean... A, a little bit. And I say that because, you know, things kind of grow between her and Andrea, but also not really. Because, like, they don't seem to, like, like they kiss once this episode after he does, like, a strip tease. But, I mean, her and Andrea ended a few months ago. They're still flirting, and they're still that. But, you know, she, she's kind of, she, she's bouncing between, she's weighing her options between Craig and Andrea. Which, you know, two great options, and good for you, Paige. They're having fun that night. Kyle backs his chair into Amanda and hurts her foot, and she gets fucking pissed. They start to argue about the night before, and Kyle's just like, "Why do you call it a fucking wedding?" And it's just like, "Oof." 
So he storms off, Danielle chases him, and he's just like yelling and crying to her about how he just can't make her happy. Says she hasn't done shit for their relationship, and that he does everything. And it's just like, you know, she probably would have been happy that night had you not gotten drunk and stayed out till 4 a.m. Like, it's just one of those things where I'm like, I I guess I kind of get what he's saying. Like, maybe she hasn't done her part. But I'm also like, I feel like his main concerns always come from her not maybe working as hard as he would like her to on Loverboy. But I think two things. Just last season... He was boasting about how she had all the ideas for the merch and everything and how the merch has been saving their business during COVID time. So that's a pretty great accomplishment and effort into Loverboy on Amanda's part. And also, too, you know, you kind of created this because you pushed Amanda to join Loverboy. And like season four, the storyline was like him pressuring her to quit her job and start working with Loverboy. So it's just like you knew what you were getting as far as like there wouldn't be much of a separation between you two when it came to work and like home life. So now you're like complaining about it. But like that was something you kind of pushed her into doing. Whereas her thing is about you have cheated on her in the past after getting blackout. And she just doesn't want you to stay out late drunk and like blackout potentially or whatever. So like, I don't know. You say you do all this work, but you're still doing one of the main things she said she doesn't like. So how much work have you been doing for the relationship? Um, Amanda doesn't want to have the convo until after the weekend. I thought at first that maybe it was she didn't want to have the convo on camera, but in the preview for next week, it shows them having the convo. So I guess she really just didn't want to do it in front of everyone. Um, it's the next day. They're having the 4th of July party. Robert, Danielle's man comes for the seafood boil. They're cute together, but they kind of have some drama later on. Um, the girls start to talk. They think Andrea might not know about Craig, but Pidge... Pidge. Pidge. Paige says it's not really her problem, which, I mean, it's her problem, but also she has a point. It's like she's single. So, like, whatever. And, like, Andrea, like, he flirts with other girls in this episode, so it's like, who cares? Also, it's kind of funny because they're having this conversation about whether or not Andrea might know about Paige. Why do I keep saying Paige like that? Paige. Is that her new name for me? Paige. Um... And they, they're talking about whether or not Andrea knows about Paige and Craig while she's wearing, like, merch from Craig's company. Like, so, was it Sewing Cool or Sewing Love? Like, the shirt said, but his, like, Sewing Down South company, so that was funny. They had the 4th of July party. Okay, all the girls look so good. Like, Maya looked good, Amanda looked good, Paige looked amazing in the gold, Sierra looked incredible in her red, white, and blue bikini. They looked amazing. During this party, Amanda's having a great time. She's getting drunk, she's holding bottles of Jack, she's twerking, she's having the time of her life. Meanwhile, Kyle's just complaining about his relationship and, like, moping in the corner to Danielle, talking about how, like, he just feels like the spark is gone and all those, like, wah, wah, wah. Danielle starts to get annoyed with Robert because he's spending so much time cooking, but, like, I mean, he's doing a seafood boil for, like, it looks like a lot of people, like, at least 100, probably more, like, maybe 200, I don't even know. But he's doing a seafood boil for, like, a lot of people, so it's gonna take time. But she's kind of opening up about how, you know, she really doesn't see him as much as she thought she would, because, like, his life, 
like as a chef and I guess he's starting to open his own restaurant. He just has a lot of crazy hours and he's not able to come for a lot of the weekends. So she's disappointed that, you know, this weekend where he's here, she's not able to spend a lot of time with him. But I'm like, well, maybe you should have not had him do a seafood boil for a whole party. But whatever. Anyways, I digress. She does kind of confront him about it and like they get into like a minor spat. But like later on when she's talking to Maya, he kind of brings up like, oh, she gets annoyed when um, I'm not around her. And then she gets annoyed with him because she feels like he's trying to start a fight. But he's just really commenting on what she already said to him. And he like walks away and it's like kind of stupid. Okay, so the show is trying to make Sierra and Carl a thing. And, like, sure, I believe that they, like, think the other one's hot. But I'm just not seeing the romantic chemistry between them. Like, I, I just don't see it. Like, I, I don't see that they genuinely would want to, like, pursue a relationship or try to. Maybe, I don't know, hook up. But I, I don't know. I just don't see that. I could see them as friends. But just not, um, you know, a relationship. Um, Andrea is drunkenly pouring his heart out to Paige how, and like talking about how he likes her, but if she likes someone else, it's okay. And he just wants the best for her and all this. And then right after he like goes and flirts with another girl right in front of her. Um, there's a scene where, so Andrea pushes this girl in a pool and it, it was kind of like, oh, don't do that. But he like had her push her, him back and it was like kind of whatever, and Paige goes to pour a shot in Andrea's mouth when he's in the pool. And the girl's friend comes up to him and slaps him. And then kicks him. And it's like, fuck you, you're an asshole. And Paige is like, um, excuse me? What the fuck? She's like in shock. Because it is shocking. And like, look. It cuts to the girls because they went back in the house. And it's just like, how dare he throw you in the pool? Like, you had your phone and all that. You don't do that. And I'm like, I agree. Like, he shouldn't have thrown that girl in the pool. And, like, especially for that reason, too. But I don't know if you need to, like, slap him. Like, like it was intense. Like, he had, like, a red mark in between his eyebrows. Like, that was a lot. Um, I, Like, you know, a nice toss of alcohol, I think, could have got your point across. I don't think she needed to smack him like that. But, you know, he shouldn't be... He shouldn't be pushing people in pools like that either. So, I don't know. Um... Paige does tell the girls to leave, and they leave. She's like, I'll fight the girls. Um, you guys should leave. And they're like, yeah, we're going to. And she's like, okay, great. I'll, I'll, I'll walk you out. And it's just like, she probably saw that one girl swinging Andrea, and she's like, okay, I'm not really trying to get in a girl fight on TV, especially with this girl. I know she has hands. So, um, yeah, you guys should go. Um, anyways, Danielle's talking to Maya, and she's saying that she thinks that Amanda has a double standard with Kyle when it comes to drinking. Because she's like, well, Amanda gets to kind of, like, drink and have a good time, but then she, like, crucifies Kyle for it. But... I think she's kind of missing the mark a little bit. She says something that made sense, like they're not cohesive or whatever. But I don't agree with that point just because, like, they don't have issues when Amanda drinks and has a good time. Like, that's not, like, Kyle doesn't have an issue with that. Whereas Amanda has an issue with Kyle doing it due to, like, past trauma of, like, him, like, getting drunk and cheating on her. And, like, he acts obnoxious when he's drunk. Whereas Amanda has fun, but she's not exactly, like, acting the worst when she's drunk. So, I don't know. I didn't really agree with her on that point, per se. Um, Andrea's in bed in shock. He has, like, an ice pack to his head. Paige is, like, consoling him. 
And Paige does tell him about Craig and that they're talking, but she does reassure Andrea that it had nothing to do with him. And, you know, it just sort of happened when they both became single or like when she found out that Craig was single and it was after her and Andrea kind of had called things off. And Craig or Andrea kind of says, you know, he was just kind of sad that Craig didn't tell him and that he was nervous seeing Paige in the house because it had been three months and like he didn't know how it was going to go and all this. And, you know, that was all nice. And so Sierra walks in and she's like, why do you have an ice pack? That was like hours ago. And he's like, it hurts still. He goes to the bathroom. And then the episode ends with Paige and Sierra just being like, so what are you going to do? And Paige is like, I don't know. He's got me fucked up. Like, I'm kind of second guessing things. But we all know she ends up choosing Craig. Um, Next week, Craig and Paige have their first date. Craig comes to visit the summer house. And Amanda and Kyle fight more. Very shocking. Um, Amanda and Sierra were on Watch What Happens Live after. They both looked amazing. But um, there was a poll. And Kyle, Maya, and Luke, who I forgot was even on the show, because he has not been in these episodes. Like, and I haven't really noticed. Um, They were in the audience, and there was a poll, and 70% of the poll said that she should have called off the wedding. So, that was awkward. Um... Anyways, yeah, that was pretty much it for Summer House, and that's pretty much it for today's episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other listening platforms you may use, and also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Back at you with Brandon. I'm going to be posting um, clips from my podcast from now on. So look out for those. Also follow me on Twitter. I think it's back at your pod. Um, anyways, thanks again for listening and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.